Alright, so I am live from Quarantine Zone 3, and I have to tell you, Sam, I have to fucking tell you, I know I come to these episodes hot, because I always do, and then I peter out of energy around like 49 minutes in, I think, but today I'm hot, mm-hmm. and I'm mostly hot because this quarantine is the greatest thing that's ever fucking happened to me. It has been nothing but exercise, literature, catching up on my shows, more exercise, new ideas, telecommuting for 15 minutes a day where I put in my timesheet and I punch right the fuck right out. It is beautiful. It is art. It is my renaissance. And it really makes me feel like a dare tick on human civilization because other people are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dying. But I am great. This is like Marie Antoinette pre-guillotine. That is my experience right now. I think you also mentioned, there was some mention of just the general sort of being a piece of shit too. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been, I've had a blanket wrapped around me in my house like a sarcophagus. I saw just a ton of empty cans of Guinness in that uh, in that recycling. Well, yeah, I need to stay hydrated. <laughs> it's important in times like these. I'm not doing this for myself, Sam. I'm doing it for the fucking people. Do you know why? I'm a man of the people. Specifically, I am doing what a plurality of the people want to be doing right now. <laughs> What I'm doing right now is waiting for my uh, my employers to get with the fucking program. It should take them less than a week. Have you considered asking them to just give you a grenade to juggle every day instead of fucking showing up? It would take out the same number of other people incidentally than just dragging everyone's ass to work in the middle of quarantine land. For the record, um, we are in New York City, so that's a population density uh, semi-maximum, right? Oh, yeah, I think we actually just outpaced uh, Washington State as uh, ground zero-er. Yeah, yeah, so we're doing the whole dead fucking rising thing here. I, I could be wrong, at. though, but like, I think that the, the number doubled from yesterday, so... Uh... Yeah, he could be wrong, but ideally, it's not a competition. I like to think it's not a competition, though I am very competitive. I don't know. If it has to be bad, maybe it should be number one, but I need to buy, I don't know, some kind of baseball bat. This, this, is, the, uh, this is the burden of being the greatest state. <laughs> uh, someone in California is canceling their fucking subscription. They'll live. Not with the skin cancer, they will. <laughs> it's a thing. It's real. Oh, fuck, though. The they call it, that makeup in California. The thing about it is those seals. New York doesn't got seals. Oh, wait, no, they, we do, we do, but you sort of have to go out on a yacht. You have to go out on a boat to see the seals. They just have seals. Wait, we have seals about if you want a in boat? In the summer, if you charter a boat, yes, you can see seals. They're kind of off of Long Island. But Duly noted. But in San Diego, you could just drive up to La Jolla, and there's just a fucking seal beach, and they just do seal shit. Another benefit of living in San Diego? You can assassinate Peter Thiel. You could do that if you wanted to. If someone else wanted to. If someone, if someone else wanted you to. For for instance, um, a podcast host. If a podcast host wanted you to assassinate Peter Thiel, you know, and if you lived in San Diego, there'd be nothing stopping you from doing that. I guess I'm saying Say, like- a, a podcast host of like an anime podcast <laughs> or something like that, you know, where, you know, a couple of a couple of dudes from Brooklyn, you know, Talk about anime and tell you to assassinate Peter Thiel. Yeah, in that very hypothetical scenario where, like, some podcast host had a meddlesome priest and said, man, if someone could take this meddlesome priest and just get rid of him, that could be happening. Only the meddlesome priest (laughs) is Peter Peter Thiel. Thiel. Oh, I might have to believe three of those. I mean, I won't, but I probably should. You did be responsible, but, you know, like, you just admitted to... If it becomes a problem, I will bask in our newfound fame. All right. You know, before Just, I meet... Like, lean into it, make a cursory apology. Yeah, make a cursory apology. Actually, knowing myself and knowing the error, I oh, might yeah, you probably double wouldn't. down. Yeah, like, no, like... Maybe triple? How does one triple down on that sort of thing? Like, you try and do it yourself? Let's see. How does one triple down? I guess you'd say, I didn't say that, but if I did, <laughs> I wouldn't apologize. <laughs> I think that would be the uh, overall fucking timbre of the thing. All right, I get you. Yeah. 
All right, so yeah, yeah, live from the fucking cages here, right? So um, it's weeaboo hell. This is weeaboo hell. Unrelatedly, our first show is about cells fighting off diseases in a body. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, we didn't pick a theme here or anything tonight. That's yeah. uh, oh, wait, there's a theme. They're all retro shows. Yes, that's the theme uniting these three. They are show... actually all re- kind of. Cells... I mean, they're mostly first half of the tens, except the the middle one is um. No, no, half. no. Cells at work was 2018. Oh shit, you're right. Uh, no, really the only retro show is the third one, which we'll, <laughs> we'll get to. I guess part of me assumed, completely incorrect, that Cells at Work, title of our first series today, came from, like, the peak slice of life wave. No, it was, um, I remember, I remember being on Animemes. I've since given up Reddit. It's been to my benefit. I remember being on Animemes while that was airing, and I was like, I think I subscribed to that and god i want to say late 2017 so it was definitely i think it aired in 2018 man giving up reddit that just make you stronger faster could you breathe more easily could you see further could you jump higher it was it was honestly just completely like incidental what happened was i got a new phone i got locked out of reddit and i just decided not to follow up on that problem Wow, and here you, I am. Did you just hear soft orchestral music when that happened? Like a weight lifting off of your mortal shoulders? I mean, look at me now. I look like a god. <laughs> oh, um, you guys can't tell at home. Um, He's actually hovering one foot off the ground. There's this sort of, um, if I turned off the lights, you'd still be able to see. Yeah, it's actually really bad for my rednas. Sometimes I have to just crawl back in the caves and plot against heaven. You might need to get some of that biopsied. Ooh. Ooh, see, I've got the California makeup I was talking about. But I guess I should talk about this uh, little show here. It's called Cells at Work. It's a lot of fun, actually. I, I had it's a good time with this show. exceptionally charming, yeah. Yeah, charming is uh, definitely the word for this show's strengths. And conceptually, I want I almost want to compare it to Osmosis Jones, but maybe better realized. And... No, it, it feels more like um something on PBS, except, you know, by David Production. Yeah, so this is a educational comedy slice of life. I think the, the action. Uh, when you get original enough, all of the sort of hyphens and the, slashes in the genre space get a little. The portmanteau that has been, um, you know, invented, however long ago, is edutainment, and it is very. It is very. I was very sports edutained. I was very sports edutained too, <laughs> particularly by the. Sheer casual character that they give the switches to white blood cells actively desiring the blood of their enemies. <laughs> well, let's like let, let's let's start from the premise. The premise is that, you know, it's sort of it's not quite a work com, it's not quite a slice of life. It's just sort of a zoom in on a couple of different cells in a human body that is represented to look sort of like both a, I don't know, like a factory, a an office space, a city. It leans much more heavily into the factory and city elements than the office space elements. Except for a running gag where there's a sort of central nervous system director. is this guy screaming at everyone through view screens, which is very amusing. It's helper T-cell. Helper T-cell, yes. <laughs> helper T-cell looks like he might have his own heart attack trying to prevent this body from having a heart, heart attack. attack yeah. And, um, and, and what it does is it zooms in on a red blood cell and a white blood cell. The red blood cell is the sort of um, archetypical, uh, cute, kind of klutzy anime girl. One of her things is that she has absolutely no sense of direction. So sometimes she'll be trying to get to the lungs and then we'll be informed, no, you're in a kidney right now. In my notes, I call this character type a perspective girl. I don't know. Maybe I've seen this enough that that's just a stock type in my head. Yeah. And then um, the white blood cell is uh, is Jotaro Kujo. The white blood cell is a fucking murderer. <laughs> it's uh, it, He had uh, a very efficient introduction, I felt like. You know, there's a, there, you know, there's a moment very early on in the first episode where, you know, a number of bacterium, mm. you know, who look kind of like Dragon Ball Z villains. Yeah, very this. Frieza or Frieza very, flunky adjacent. Yeah. Uh, I suppose that Akira Toriyama can enjoy just embedding himself in the fucking DNA of this medium in a lot of ways. Oh, DNA, wow, the show really did make a mark on me. 
this show won me over. Because at first, I don't know, I resist everything, and I have my little vis reaction. How dare you try to educate me? I how, left graduate school and vowed I would never take in new information again. How dare you make pleasant-looking characters with their designs meant to endear them to me? Who the fuck do you think you are? I should shit down your throat. But yeah, I was one over. I know there's a lot of little things that work in this show. There's the fucking the red blood cells as hats being shaped like, like, you know, like kind of like a red, red blood, blood cell, cell or, or at least a common diagram of them. How they are represented in textbooks across this nation. Yeah, yeah very a uh, med school core. This is a med school core show. The um the sort of uh, Joe Toro impression that the white blood cell is doing. Interestingly enough, Joe Toro's actual voice actor shows up on the show not as the white blood cell but as the leader of the um of the t-cell squad who and like who show up are... oh man what a goddamn treat just a like a mem- like a fucking stasi squad or the tauntaun makoots or just picking a secret police force throughout history they are essentially my mental image of your average blackwater squad <laughs> thrown they into hats your body that say kill on them Essential fashion accessories. Now, some of them just wear full-on fash helmets. I'm kind of want one of those baseball caps that they have. The kill baseball caps. Mine is already in the fucking mail. I was pounding on my phone as soon as I came on screen saying, Yeah, this this is the way. This is my future. This is what I fucking want. I think, I think when I decided that I like this show was somewhere in either the first... I think it was the first episode. Like, towards the end of the first episode where, um... A bacterium is captured and shot out of a rocket, which is their sort of visual metaphor for someone sneezing, right? And Mm -hmm. then this sneeze is broadcast to all of the cells in the body in just on just a big flat screen TV, like so many, you know, um, Falcon whatever launches from SpaceX. And you just see all of the uh, T cells just saluting at at this uh, at this grand achievement. It is heroic. <laughs> I guess we should talk about the platelets. Oh yeah, the platelets are precious children, flawless marketing creations. Oh man, it's it's so it's it's smart. I have to I have to admire it. I the do. first line of dialogue that these kids uh, in the show platelets are represented by small children wearing forwards or sometimes backwards baseball caps and uh, little blue blouse things. They they're like kind of like like bloomers and blouses, and they look they're. they're they're absolutely precious. You just want to pinch their cheeks. If their first line of dialogue had been, Time to make some motherfucking money! <laughs> I would have understood. Yeah, that's... The uh, sheer purity of purpose that these things have. Oh man, no, like, this is uh, this is where it was coming from with this show. Who's ready for some merch?! But yes, they're they all over the, uh, they're all over the ED, too. They are. Because, like, yeah. I went into this thing thinking that little red blood cell lady was the one here to move units. She's fine. And then the platelets came in and said, step aside. (laughs) This this show, this show, you're standing in my show. You're standing here with my permission. (laughs) It is by my grace that you live. You consider yourself. It is by my grace that this shit is wrong. And then Jotaro makes eye contact and they back off like, okay, okay. We don't have to get real here. I do like <laughs> I do like the Jotaro white blood cell. I mean the show manages a lot we, um, of very effective tonal jokes with him. Yeah, no, he like the, when he first shows up, he's covered in blood and staring at them with one eye, the other one obscured by both his hair, his hat, and his blood. The show also changes style when he takes actions, which, like he's, he's when a, well done, always makes for a good giggle, I think. He's a guy with a job. You know Brock in the early Venture Brothers seasons, the way that he just, his sequences just felt like they were from a different show? They do that with the... I need to feel the kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Oh, memories. If I might of go mirth. on and if I might go on an aside for a little bit, I really do like how an aside on Weeble Hell. What podcast do you think that my god? You fucking I, I disgusting. I do really like where Piece they of went. Shit. 
where they went with Brock Samson's character, where like they, they decided that everyone needs to suck, including the guy who you know doesn't suck. Oh yeah, yeah. When you got the Brock variations of failures, where, no, first where, of all, where, oh, this is the last month where this world is relevant, and we want to use the last episode. So now we get to do it. Brock is a simp. Bam, <laughs> weaved in, got it, threaded the fucking needle. Go Denard, go Denard, go Denard. Oh, I'm doing a little, I'm doing a little dance. He's by doing Michael. like it's very he's, important he's to your experience. Uh, it's, it's an impressive looking dance. No, yeah. I just he, he is a simp who does not have like much of a life beyond beyond what he does and he's very sad because oh of yeah his- and his few opportunities to move on to bigger and better things he still stares at his old legitimately pitiful life and like oh, i miss i miss it i talked to a person and they cared <laughs> the name molotov cocktease is one of the best thing that franchise ever did i think that show actually did peak with just uh i think it was um Dragoon delivering the line. The man is a fruit loop. <laughs> that was pretty great. Uh, did it peak there? I, don't know. I think the thing that I respect Adventure Brother. Or, yeah, I know. But, yeah, but it was, like it was the funniest single moment of that show to me. Yeah. I respect that it does the. Um, it's a thing that sort of South Park managed to, where it just sort of reinvents, its, reinvents itself. Every oh, yeah, yeah. Or where so it became years. like serialized for a season or so. Yeah, and I, I respect keeping the, the fucking uh, frontier fresh there. <laughs> Anyway, the show that we uh, that we advertised that we were talking about. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, souls at work. Speaking of, Venture Brothers actually does remind me of this. I'm gonna take one jab at this uh, show's uh, hackles here. Oh yeah, that thing that it does that a lot of anime do where they like, it is a perennial anime comedy. It problem. really is. They refuse to leave a joke implicit. They refuse the joke implicit, and after the joke has landed, they'll say a line of dialogue. Reference underlining the joke three times, like, hey, drawing a circle in fucking highlighter. Like, here is the punchline to the joke that was just told. In case you weren't paying attention. I don't know. Maybe the rules of comedy are different in specifically, like, the Japanese language or in, like, the Japanese theatrical tradition or something. I don't know. I've never been. I'm not Japanese. I've never, you know, like, read Japanese. I've read some Japanese literature, right? But, you know, like, Murakami and like you know, I did Tale of Genji yeah, back when not I exactly really, a really sitcom was really trying to like be into the fact that I was such a weeb. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, like, he was doing his a weeaboo gang initiations. You have to follow someone down an alley, walk up to them and say, "Watch Bleach," and run away. <laughs> Don't watch Bleach. Point being, I um, I I know that. Perhaps, you know, comedy is not a universal language, right? Like, maybe were I a viewer in Japan and they explained the joke to me like this and I would still find it funny. But, like, is it? Does it make the joke work better over there? Because it doesn't over here. I don't know. I feel like the best comedies that I've enjoyed from, I don't know, anime or various translated shits, they don't really do that. So I think... I don't know, maybe just the creative scene over there, there's just different great filters. Like, I think in American comedy, the great filter is just sort of arbitrary meanness, said Denard, who was nice all the time. And, but I'm talking more of a sitcom kind of thing where... Oh, yeah, well, I mean, that that seems like more of a trend than anything else. True, true. Like, it, one that's been sort of ongoing since the, I want to say, mid-90s. So it's Seinfeld, Seinfeld changed comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone wants to pretend they're Costanza. <laughs> But there can be only one man atop the throne of acrimony. Is it? Is it Dennis? Yeah. yeah I feel like it's Dennis. Dennis, how are you not in jail? <laughs> perhaps is a serial killer. Yes, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> oh, God. Sunny in Philadelphia is great, too. But, yeah. I guess it just annoys me because in the first episode that we watched, there was a joke that was like, fucking great, sort of slapstick kind of thing where she opens the door and closes and he bursts out. But then they have to just hit it at the fucking kneecaps with don't walk away like nothing happened. <sighs> yeah, no, the, the, that, that is the thing. It, you mentioned that you know, other shows, few enough other shows don't do this. Like... Like no one said, no one said, at the end of 
It's not Shingo. Oh, fuck. It's been so long since I've seen Prison School. I don't have their name sh- oh, straight anymore. We gotta do a full series reread now. It, okay. If if you insist, I'll read one of my favorite manga of all time again. Um, I'm gonna need uh, five minutes um, away from the mic here. I just gotta go through well, after the, the pilgrimage, shit- the hodge, as we call it here on Weeaboo Hell. After the shit gag on Prison School, no one said, Ha, he shit his pants to me. Or maybe they did, but it was it was too different effect. Or at least distributed different in time so you don't undercut it in the fucking moment. Oh god, I remember one of my favorite small gags on that was just someone commenting about him. What a nasty creep. By the way, I don't know if this changes in Cells at Work. But they often don't get too specific in this in these early parts that we perused. About what the host is up to or how the end of the situation, what the host is like. So when they got an abrasion on their skin that let some germs in, I couldn't but think, oh shit, the host is getting his ass kicked. (laughs) He walked into the wrong bar and started some shit. I think we were were talking about how, like, you want to, I want an arc of this show where the host, you know, develops a heroin addiction and it's like Batman No Man's Land. It's like Batman No Man's (laughs) Land or, I don't know, in terms of a heroin addiction, I fucking... Imagine it as just a sacrifice from Berserk. This blinded <laughs> oh, right, yeah, landscape. The fucking eclipse arc. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's way better. <laughs> no survivors. Platelets impaled down a row as far as the eye can see. One white blood cell stands alone. <laughs> Alternatively, since Griffith is a betrayal and the T-cells are hilarious... What what are the teeth? Here's a, here's a story arc. Okay. N- not heroin addiction. Go for it. The host gets fucking MS, and the T cell betrays the body. <laughs> Is that how MS works? I'm not um, actually. Yeah, basically your immune system. I'm sorry. Let me drop some expert knowledge on you. No, no, passing Wikipedia knowledge. Basically, your immune system attacks your nervous system, and batch it starts happening. The thing is that that one T cell looks a lot like Dio, and you know. Oh shit! Are these spoilers? Am it, I dropping some spoilage on? It, it's it's it, it is not. Dio never really betrayed anyone. He was always Dio. Uh the old uh, asnable defense, as it were. <laughs> I've never betrayed anyone in my life. <laughs> Wait, which, which one did he say that in? Was that Shara's counterattack or Zeta? It was either late original series or in Zeta. God, what a fucking moment in history. Yeah. It, it is noble. It is noble. All right, so I'm going to mosey us along to our next program. Yeah, absolutely. Because we got a triple threat this episode. Yep. This is another uh, semi-retro thing that is related to um, being a few years old and nothing to do with infection or quarantines or outbreaks because that would be extremely insensitive. And I'm not that kind of guy. You're very, kind of guy. very tasteless. People have died. Yeah, yeah. So, Cabinary so, of the Iron Fortress, which Cabinaria. is about a zombie apocalypse with trains. <laughs> <laughs> and what is what was it is what Tetsuro Araki was occupying his time with uh, in between seasons one and two of Attack on Titan. You know, just to kind of keep his teeth kind of sharp. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was weird. It when is they, the same show. I thought it was weird when they said that the zombie virus only affects old and immunocompromised people. <laughs> I thought that was strange. If you uh, if you have heart disease, lung disease, or diabetes, and you've been bitten by a zombie, I really look forward to this episode making any sense in four months. Nah, this will leave a people cultural will scar. remember. No, this is like Didar, This is one of those things like the Kennedy assassination or World War One, where like there was history before this happened, and then there's going to be history after this happened. If I could sidebar something for a second, mm-hmm. if I could bring up a bit of personal stupidity or greatness. Uh, I wrote a political satire, still trying to move it. Publishers, you're listening, whatever. But yeah, I wrote a political satire at one point in Workshop. I thought it was great. I thought it was great, whatever. So after I wrote this thing, I was a little sad. because like, wow, you know, publishing takes a long time. And this political satire was sort of my take on the rise of populism in America. Like, oh, man, after he loses the election, no one's going to care about this book. <laughs> and she didn't even call him winning. No, she said... No, no, it's fine, Denard. The cultural wounds his campaign of a full last long, long after any publishing issues you might encounter. Some days I don't like the idea of waking up. I'm more of the live for spite kind of guy. You know, a bit like our protagonist in this, or like Aaron Yeager. 
Praise be unto his name. I need to stop with the pseudo Islam jokes because I feel like that's twenty percent more offensive than I think it is. <laughs> it's um like it's 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 better than having them be Nazi jokes because that is very very in clearly what uh what uh, what what Yams is invoking. I will um apologize to that specific quartet of uh, Yahweh Americans and. <laughs> Switch to co-opting Baptist dialogue because I'm from that hole and I really like kicking them in the shins. You should. All right, so Cabinary the Iron Fortress. As uh, Sam was saying, this is what uh, the AOT director... Um, attack on trains. Uh, yes, attack on trains is pretty fucking accurate. <laughs> Our uh, erstwhile train punk program. Um, instead of giants, they face... Fast zombies with a lot of endurances. Fast basically. zombies who are really hard to kill and kind of know kung fu just a little bit. You know, like later on in the show, you get like you get they can they can sword fight too. Hot damn! And uh, they have one bite conversion. Yep, yep. As, as is like it, it's pretty standard zombie rules, except they've got kind of super strength and super endurance too, and they can like jump and shit like that. It's 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 like it is. They are designed to be a enemy in a Tetsuro Araki directed program you know just to get the most out of those fight scenes and to have them be the most terrifying and instead of uh, having to cut the nape of the neck gotta get the heart you gotta get the heart which has a little sort of heart shape or you could or you cage. could um or you could cut their their heads off but that's really hard because their skin is like as hard as iron so like so when it comes to that heart cage and the problem of killing these things mm-hmm. I have to introduce this thing I don't know if I'm nitpicking or it's a problem or it's just funny to me. But our protagonist is introduced as a smart guy. I think we might be getting ahead of ourselves here. Okay. Like, all right, let's, let, let's, let's go over, you know, the core premise here, right? This seems to be like Edo era Japan, like 1800s or something like that. Yeah, firearms are in the picture. There are still a bunch of swords kicking about. Still a bunch of swords uh, around. And uh, something like two decades ago zombies happen they're called kabane right and uh the response from you know the population of japan was to retreat into cities build walls <laughs> like, it hurts doesn't it? it it hurts so good retreat into cities uh build walls from which they hid behind uh and travel from <laughs> uh travel from one city to another via train and i believe like, it's a maria rose uh the, the, the well there's the maria line that's in kind of the north there's like the oh my rose god the rose line, line is fucking full of the homeless people all, all the time. time uh and then like the cena line if it ever fucking shows up <laughs> <laughs> sometimes like the Maria line and the Rose line, they kind of run on the same track and they'll do some single tracking bullshit. And it's like such, fuck. it's like, why are they both going express that now everything is going slow? How am I going to make it to the inevitable coup that I can only assume is the political arc of this thing coming up at some point because we must march to the beat of our progenitor's drum. Yes, but it's far less interesting than one attack on Titan. This is like to be. I mean, that's a summary of a lot of elements of Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. To to be certain, this show is like fun. Yeah, it, it's fun. It has really good character designs. Hiroyuki Sawano does the score, and you know, I mark out so goddamn hard for Hiroyuki Sawano. I do think that Attack on Titan surpasses Fully Cooly in terms of having the best score of any anime of all time um that that is just my hot take but um oh if you disagree um direct the hate mail to admin at reddit.com happy <laughs> admin at reddit.com we want to hear your complaints at length use any language you want i'm here to make friends we're making friends we're making lots of friends um Yes, uh, no, the, uh, where, where it eventually goes is it, uh, it comes up with a villain who looks like. He has well, incandescent pink hair as a start. Bargain bin Sephiroth, um, <laughs> with a, just, uh, pretty, with a motive that has, that seems to have really nothing to do with, like, the themes that they seem to be having on this show, and honestly, the themes that they have on this show Sorry, I've been drinking. Uh, the themes that are present on this show... Don't are... give away our fucking secrets. What the fuck are you doing? But when it comes to the bargain bin Sephiroth thing, I want to get something here real quick. But hold on, hold on. But, but I'm going to forget my point, and then we'll just this will just be a point that's been kind of orphaned here. Um, the themes that they have on this show seem very... 
less well-defined than the ones on the show that this is taking taking after it's um here's the thing it's almost impossible to talk about this series outside of the context of attack on titan because it's just like so very much airlifted airlifted like like i control c like my control v the idealist in me wants to believe that iraqi again wanted to keep his teeth sharp right so he could direct season two of attack on titan which fantastic fucking season if that was his goal he succeeded you know like beyond his wildest dreams the cynic in me wants to believe that after the first season of this came out he got an email from the aot staff saying we'll cut off your fucking fingertips you fuck you think we can't see what you're doing oh i thought he just wanted more tight what well, not he but like someone wanted titan money and they're like hey tetsuro what are you doing while isayama writes more of the manga and tetsuro's like i don't know high school I, of the dead's over i guess i'm stacking checks <laughs> Uh, and so they made this, and it was fun. Fun. That is what I will say about Cavanary of the Iron Fortress. It's it is fun. Definitely fun. In terms of the villain who strolls into this uh, Biba. artful Biba. narrative. His name is Biba, and he's not like it's, it's, it's a really terrible name. There's Biba and the entire economy of sort of Sephiroth light kind of type going. I think that I fucking replayed those games way later than someone in my generation is normally exposed to them. Mm hmm. And I finally realized why that game, why it's sort of okay in there, and why it's it feels so half-assed half the, half time. Was well, because there was a Which, sense of irony to it in the game not itself. Just sense of, not just a sense of irony that to they it, just but like forgot about. There were themes outside. There were forces outside of the character that fed into why it was interesting, other than just his sort of blank face. Like he's like a product of genetic engineering and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And and it plays into the main character. Mr main character sort of mystery and lies or whatever but fuck it whatever the action to show quite fun oh it's so good it's like it's tetsuro rocky it's going to be very like it's going to be at the very least real good but when i talk about the violence in this show i have to talk about the protagonist's nail gun thing the nail gun all right we were trying to get to this i was trying to get to this it's important to me nitpicking is very important to me it fills my heart with light so we learned that our protagonist is a smart guy. Yes. Because he builds this nail gun contraption to fight the titans, to fight the zombies. Come on, eh? He built another thing too, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. <laughs> but he builds a nail gun to fight the Kabane. This is a device that you kill zombies with by wandering into melee range. The first time he uses it, he is bitten and infected. It is about as effective as the guns already used in the series. I feel like... What the fuck purpose does this thing... I do feel like I'm missing something here. Like, we're missing something here. Like, I feel like it takes multiple shots to kill a... Uh, to kill them from from far away. Multiple shots with which they do not tear off your genitalia. <laughs> and consume the... There's something that makes it. I, I, I can't look, look, remember. Not like, it made mem- sense to me the first time I watched this, and I was drunk the second time I watched it. Just not every member of their army is going to have an autoerotic asphyxiation machine with which to stop God the infection. God damn it! There was like a better way to deliver that joke. <laughs> was there? What's the? Is there a right or wrong way to? Okay, so what? So, that so, the so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it anyway. So what happens is he gets bit. You know, kills the zombie that bit him, but he's still got bit. But he's in his apartment, so don't worry because he has a fucking autoerotic asphyxiation machine in his room that he hooks himself up to, so that the infection does not travel to. No, now, now I fucking like. Well done. No, it's it. it <sighs> You have to build up to the punchline. You can't just drop the punchline on the... Nah, baby, I'm from the comedy clubs. You gotta fucking shoot these guns out from your back pocket. <laughs> Bits have length to them. At the end of the bit is where they're supposed to laugh the heart. I'm mad now. You know what? I'm putting up love with this. I'm going to go to my autoerotic asphyxiation machine <laughs> and enjoy a nice session of reflection... <laughs> This was going to be like, what? It's okay. It's okay. I'm not mad. In fact, I'm laughing. <laughs> <sighs> so, uh, what'd you think of him uh, plugging, uh, pl- 
plugging was it Wal Rose or Wal Maria on the inside? Rose, Rose. The important thing is that this show has a just lift of the martyr spot from the first arc of AOT. Oh man! Oh wait, no, no, that was Maria. That was Maria. That was Maria. Well, that was not like that was like you know how they have like the like double wall thing, yeah, like yeah, the double yeah. wall cities. It was like the first of the two walls in trust, trust. Yes. I need to go back and just watch the entirety of that series. Again. I would almost What's call that? this show a remix. It is. It really is. It's like, it, like they made the first like Garen Ager is the protagonist. I think his name is like Ikuto or something like that. No, it's his name is Garen Ager. There's uh there's this one chick who's really good at killing folks. Uh, yeah, in my like, notes, she's a uh, Kimasa. Kimasa. <laughs> Kimasa Yackerman. Uh, there's this one unple- like unpleasant engineer, you know his his name might as well be I don't know some pun on John Kirstein. Yeah, John isn't kicking enough consonants around for us to sort of do that fun flipping thing we're enjoying here. But uh, for John ended up becoming one of my favorite characters, you know, like which was just a really hard ninety degree turn after you know introducing himself as like one of the most unpleasant fucks you've ever met aot plays the audience like a fine fiddle oh man i am worse. sam likes sam likes uh, aot we should do another attack we on should titan do some episode. more like we should just call this the attack on titan show. we only have two episodes that are basically attack on titan tributes like what are we really doing here so, man so, yeah, i feel like you could have at least six of them you know like maybe spend half of the uh half of the series just gushing the uh, oh, yeah. introduction in the show by the way is a very fun action sequence well her sort of formal this is this is who this character is introduction. She'd been around for a second. Sorry, right? uh, let me feel that. The introduction of me caring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this uh we we get this really nicely directed action sequence where she sort of sets a timer for herself, right? Right? She wants to kill a horde of about like a dozen or so zombies in under a hundred seconds. Uh and through a mix of fun animation, um, interesting misdirection, and, you know, like, just very good choreography. Like, the whole thing is just solid, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, we see her just kind of cut through all of them uh, in what ends up being 110 seconds. She is disappointed with her performance yeah, at the a, end of this kind of just ass-kicking fiasco. It's heavier on the uh, anime stylization, and uh, she might as well have turned to one of them and said, make sure this gets on Twitch. <laughs> Before she started uh, reaping the harvest of victims there. See, I think that's like that's sort of where this show stops and Attack on Titan keeps going is that, you know, Attack on Titan, you sort of have character kind of mixed up in every single, you know, action sequence. Whereas this one was just, well, here's this chick. She's pretty cool. She's going to kill a dozen zombies for y'all now. So I sit back. Oh, um, when they were lifting that sequence of people seeing that Aaron had turned into a Titan and uh, the Hayden fairing thing, this show's version of that with them being, so Cabinary are half zombie, half people and, or hybrids. I, I forget their specific phrasing. Zombie shifters. Zombie shifters. Yeah. It's, it's like in the scene where it's, it's shameless is what it is. Yeah, it is the sitcom Shameless. Now, in the scene where they fucking, where she fucking stands up for him by revealing her own zombie shifter status. Yeah. I could not help but think of how this show could have been the perfect comedy if they just unloaded as soon as she showed her fucking zombie marks. This uh, this show also does kind of a hard cut to credits, too. So that would have been a really good place to hard cut to credits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should make an edit of this. You could do it. You'd need to start. Yeah, you could. Or an edit of this with that old pinky. You know, there's all kinds of options. All kinds of options. They made a movie, um, which was surprising because I thought that I was one of, like, seven people who watched this show. Uh, there are a lot of people they made a movie. for more it came Attack out, on Titan, man. It came, out, uh, it came out last year. Well, here's the thing. By last year, we had more Attack on Titan. We had two more seasons of Attack on Titan, and mm. we knew that we were getting a fourth one because, like, this... <sighs> it delivered on its own hype. Um, Dust goods, yeah. It, it, it kept its promises. No, the... um. 
Uh, we got a movie last year of this. Then I watched it because, you know, like, eh, I'd seen the show. What I'd else like is there in this world? No, I, that wasn't open a question. I just it, meant, was, like, uh, it was, <laughs> there's more, there's more zombies, like a lot of them. <laughs> I should underscore because I've been mocking the fuck out of this one because I really just enjoy seeing an opening on someone's flank. I did enjoy watching this. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, like, there's all sorts of opportunities to roast it, but it is a fun show that's very well animated. You know, the character designs are great. The direction is very well done. It's in concept. It is not perhaps the most original piece of, uh, piece of media, but, um... You know, the way that it goes about being an Attack on Titan clone is entertaining. And like I said, Hiroyuki Sawano is there to make everything feel even more um, dramatic. No, not dramatic. Um, Dire. Dire is the word. Hiroyuki Sawano oh, yeah, his scores make everything uh, sound his dire. His soundtrack spells stakes. Yes, absolutely. Like Sometimes he adds tension to scenes that the writers fucking forgot to put in there. Here's the here's the great fucking thing is that he did the score to Awari no Seraph too, and that show I, was so fucking awful that even his genius could not save it. I promise you that shit is worse on mute. Probably, yeah. Like no matter how much you dislike the voice actors, the pain quota it's like unanesthetized fucking wisdom tooth surgery. But I'm just I remember at least one of them having like a really fucking annoying voice that I feel as though muting would have, well, anesthetized me too. Was it the young vampire queen lady? Actually, I think it might have been her. Yes. Though she may have just caused you conceptual pain due to the aloes and quantities of being at it again. Well, no, I mean that's always there, but I just remember how uninteresting she was. You know what's unrelated to the aloes being added again, by the way? The show High School of the Dead. Yeah, totally, dude. It's also unrelated to pathogens, outbreaks, diseases, pandemics of uncleanliness whatsoever. This is one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life. Like, what a goddamn bag of fucking ruffles with ridges so because i have a personality disorder i i've described a lot of shows as me feeling like i had stroked out and my entire view of this show for its good and bad elements this is probably the best of the shows where i thought i had stroked out is how i describe high school of the dead also directed by tetsuro araki and it's really interesting watching him sort of develop his style a little bit like i think he'd already directed death note at this point right so this is post death notes pre iron fortress pre attack on titan pre attack on titan pre uh, way pre iron fortress i think that was like 2016 attack on titan was 2012 2013ish so this is 2009 i want to say right I, I i do feel like i was in high school sam has a very solid point our theme is actually the development of iraqi and not honest the coronavirus fucking, honest to fucking god we should have started with uh with death note but that wouldn't have been on uh on theme here but hey wow we would look way less like dickheads right now i like we're already dickheads they know this so concept layer there's a high school it's full of dead the dead it's a, it's a high school and it's of the dead yeah. because so there's there zombies are, and um there are two viruses one virus is your sort of um workaday zombie virus are they fast they're they're moderate speed zombies they, they seem actually like fairly slow fairly slow they seem fairly like they're, they're zombies they're, they're not full shamblers there's absolutely no gimmick or twist to the zombies in this show they are zombies exactly how you expect zombies to be and the other virus causes breast hyperinflation in half the population yeah so here's here's where those it's al- incurable here's where those alas it start being added instantaneously it's not lethal it's not lethal but there's no cure but there is no cure now here's here's the thing about this yeah this show very much knows where its bread is fucking buttered right like First off, we're going to we're going to get zombies 
getting their fucking like brains splattered all over the place, right? Um, hot zombies. Hot. I don't remember the zombies being too amazingly hot. Actually, we're. Yeah, it's weird. The the victims are split split pretty evenly on the gender line, but the zombies are mostly dudes. I didn't even think about that. They're just kind of guys, yeah. Like people think of zombies as you know just a guy in a button down shirt, and it's always a button down shirt. Vague fears of collectivism, something like that. Yeah, uh, and then you know you've got your cast of humans, which is uh, dude one. He is generic. Uh, dude two. He's kind of like this uh, kind of heavy set nerd who's pretty good at. Um, you know, he's some kind shit. of NRA aficionado in a nation that was not ready for him before this moment. Something like that, yeah. Like he he he'd gone on gun forums and shit like that. You know, this was this was kind of his time. And then there's four yeah, women. Four women, that four are- women, you know, three of them high schoolers, one of them the school nurse, all of them like what do I even say? Oh, I have plenty to say. I am locked and fucking loaded, much like our NRA friend. So I'm going to start with the nurse. She's the least important one, but I feel like I have to start with her because there's a writing lesson in here, and I love to impart wisdom to my friends of the podcast. Go for it. So she's, like, got this whole titty monster gag going, right? Here's the thing. When everyone... It's like syndrome when everyone's a sex object. No one is. And she has no fucking purpose because everyone fucking looks like her. Like, forget whether or not you need a character like that. Why is she here? She has three clones with different shades of hair dye. Whatever. So she exists. She's kind of useless. She's sort of a comic relief kind of thing, I guess. Seems to be that way, yes. Dead weight. I'm sorry. It's been... been, I want to say a decade since I watched through this show, and I uh, do not remember where they really go with She's her. She's kind of like a walking inventory item. I feel like they could throw her like a flashbang grenade to get a few seconds away from the zombies. So there's her. Then we have our erstwhile female lead, who our generic male lead bats his eyes at lovingly in the distance, right in the view of her boyfriend. Because kind of fuck our protagonist for that one, actually. Yeah, no, he... Yeah, no, like, the sto- the show actually... Be- well, there's a cold open, right, where they're, like, in the middle of this. And then, you know, after the theme song plays, the the story begins, begins, with him going on kind of a fucking little incel rant um, about how he wants to be dating this chick, but, you know, his best friend is instead, and fuck them both for it. And then the zombie apocalypse begins, or yeah, at, least, it, like, at least the one contained within this high school... There is a a scene that cannot be overlooked or denied in the development of this love triangle. Yep, yeah, and it's and it's art. So lovingly art. animated and directed and art. it's 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 just executed so amazingly perfectly. Just assume I said the word art twelve more times. Art. So he tries to come in and rationally convince her and her boyfriend, that some strange violence is breaking out in the school. And when I say rationally, I mean when they show the little bit of natural resistance that you show when your incel former best friend starts ranting about how your girlfriend needs to leave the room with him immediately. He gives her this open palm Rocky Balboa slap. That is so lovingly rendered and comes out of fucking nowhere. It's impossible not to laugh. Like, no matter... (laughs) It's the best punchline I've seen in years. I'm surprised she did not lift off the ground with the velocity that they animated this slap. I... It almost felt like the axle upon which the rest of the episode turned. It was so... Just such thought went into the entire fucking... Second and a half. Hey, a bunch of your fucking anime nerds, right? Or maybe you think Sam Slayer is whatever. But if you take your mind back to Gurren Lagan and just Simone being launched out of that robot saying, clench those teeth and cracking Rosiu in the skull. It's not, it is, it's not dissimilar. It is not dissimilar in the energy of the blow, the loving care put behind it. Top three single anime strikes. So I'll comes, have to think about that one. So when it comes to the show's strengths and weaknesses, here's another encapsulment of it. Okay, For yeah. my money. 
I was a late comer to the fucking Fast and Furious franchise of films, right? Yeah. The first one I ever saw was Furious 7. Okay. And I think it might be the most, despite the budget, despite the, how elaborate some things are, one of the most minimalist films ever made. Because it's an action film stripped down to its bare components. And that every frame of Furious 7. Bread is buttered, yeah. And those are better buttered. And because of that, every frame is a car, a punch, or a butt. <laughs> and every frame of High School of the Dead is someone screaming, violence, a punch, or a boob. If Fast and the Furious is like ass men, this is, I guess, the, the breast men show. Oh, there's, there's, there's plenty for everyone in this show. I don't know, the like, Panzer thing is almost solitary next to all the bouncing going around. I don't know. There's a fucking lot of pantsu, dude. I feel <laughs> like you might be underselling it. Like, they all have their own, like, idiosyncratic patterns and everything, too. <laughs> I was noticing. Not that I try to pay attention to these things, but, you know, like, being as it was, it was sort of difficult to look at anything else they are dedicated they are definitely dedicated but yeah, this show is the most itself that i have seen a show being in a while oh, and i i don't disrespect it <laughs> which what's really interesting and i always use prison school as a gauge for thin, for things like this right uh what, what's interesting about shows with a whole ton of fan service is that i will always um take into consideration how much of a fucking perv I feel like watching a particular show, right? At Like Prison School, I didn't actually feel like a perv at all, right? This, I felt like a little bit of a perv. You know, there are shows where, like, the more of a perv I feel like, the more points I tend to kind of dock from it. As, uh... As, 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 like, if the fan service is gratuitous and awkward, right... That is going to take away from, you know, like my ability to immerse myself in that show, right? So this is, it is gratuitous, yes. Somehow it manages not to be awkward. I'm going to credit Tetsuro Araki's direction. That's one idea. I have another one. Um, well, it is super gratuitous, but why it might work in this case? Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of these shows, the gratuitousness distracts or contrast from its supposed genre or topic or or aims whereas this one came in at the door sunglasses on and said are you ready to fucking go <laughs> no it, it, it like this, this one came in saying i'm going to constantly stimulate the bottom half of your brain yeah it's um, thumbs up or thumbs down you're you're, you're on this ride or you're not and it is like, an immensely unpretentious show yeah yeah and it has no high-minded ambitions or anything. It has it, it has no sense of irony to it uh, either. Like the way that, you know, like some really shitty shows that we've covered here. I'm going to go with Milfi Zakai as my exemplar here. Mm. Has a you know, sort of... Um, aren't we stinkers for doing like, this? Aren't You're we laughing. stinkers kind of sense of irony? Like he's like, hey, this is ridiculous, right? It's like... No, you're ridiculous. Whoever the fuck you are writing this. Or as it turns out, it is easier to respect a show just being fucking ridiculous, I guess. And I, I almost feel as though I'm um as though I'm double dealing here. I, I wanna like re- I would love to be able to reduce this down to sort of like math or something like this. Like the difference between this or yes, indeed. Milf Isekai or like Conception or something like that, right? Conce- we've talked about Conception, right? No, we talked about Conception. I think it definitely was it. one of the worst of the decade, like without a goddamn doubt. Um, Fucking magical! Wow. Uh, and, and that's the thing. Like I'm, we're, we're, I talk about how much I hate shows that pretend that like, oh, they're just shameless. How can you, you know? You know, how can you, how can you just like, no, but then, you know, you have a show like High School of the Dead, which is shameless. Maybe it's just that it has the direction capable of backing it up. I feel like there's more here, though. Like, I feel as though there's something that makes this work that makes me think, okay, guy. Um, In a lot of the shows that we were just making, taking little swipes at there, I think there's something to be said for, A, the action vector on those shows doesn't work like this is trying to be like a hyper blood and guts kind of experience. I think we can engage with something that aims for that pin. Remember Grindhouse? Yeah. 
you're like Rose McGowan strutting around. I think it's almost in that register. Could be. I think there was a lot more money. There's a lot more money show, put into this, yeah. Right, then perhaps went to No, honest no, no, it doesn't get like I'm not giving MILF Isekai the benefit of the doubt just because it had a lower budget than High School of the Dead. Mm. Because if a show's premise works, then it fucking works. And I've seen anime that was made with fucking the money fatty found between their couch cushions that worked better than, you know, some truly expensive shit. Like fucking Cromartie High School is one of the funniest goddamn shows I've ever seen. Art. had a budget of five dollars, so you no. think they had five dollars? <laughs> I that is a show made out of debt. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna say that like they made that show in between working on other things, just kind of in their free time, yeah, for free. Just I'll make this show okay. Speaking of budget, you know where they save a little money on this fucking show? Paying music licensing fees. Yeah. Oh God, that was because <laughs> in one of the most overt cases of theft I have seen they just in my fuck. life as a fan, as a critic, as a human being, they just fucking swipe the song from Twenty Eight Days Later. You know the one, like the that one. It's it just plays, except a couple of the notes have been replaced when he has to kill his generic ass friend who's been bitten. It is incredibly egregious and distracting <laughs> and i was laughing parts of my lungs out i wonder like i don't know did, did, you'll need the whole lung maybe like maybe this being 2009 or something like that and i'm gonna feel like a fucking idiot if this ended up being you know another year especially if it ended up being like several years later but i do feel like it was 2009 that sounds correct um take your shot i i wonder if it's just if in 2009 Fewer people had had the chance to see Twenty Eight Days Later. No, that sounds that sounds know, a little half-assed. The diagram of people who give a shit about zombie movies and people who have seen Twenty Eight Days Later. I feel like fewer people give a shit about zombie movies these days. Well, yeah, these days we're making this fucking like, episode in twenty twenty, but within that community, within the, oh, they yeah, have yeah, it all was, seen Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, I feel like they had. Yeah, no, like the the uh, the craze was basically at its height when we were what like seniors in high school. Like you're a year older than me, mm. so like when I was like when you had just started college, I was a senior in high school. Like I went to, I went to Comic Con, right? I went to Comic Con, and outside the Javits Center was just this giant fucking banner for the upcoming TV series. The Walking Dead, and I was already fucking burnt out on the genre. And I was looking at that sign saying, it'll never catch on. <laughs> Low X behold. I enjoy being wrong about things. So there's still room for a surprise in this world. For example, I said, our government can, you know, handle a crisis as heavily forecasted as this one. You know, if, if it had competent leadership. Low and slash or... Behold. I am... Anime aside, I am fascinated just thinking of... Um, oh, God, did, did this come up before we started recording or after we started recording? Just, like... It's going to be interesting when this is all over. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I am really looking forward to seeing the second shoe drop and the third hitherto unmentioned shoe that the guy was just carrying i guess just in his backpack or something like that just like the unknown unknown of this whole fucking thing yeah yeah when the old uh, donny rumsfeld uh, drops on this one it's gonna be something else anyway kill your masters i am denard Blind Monkey Dale. I am Sam Mute Monkey Lego. This has been Weeaboo Hell. It's Weeaboo Hell. And I would like to direct you all one more time to uh, Sam's tweeting efforts for this old podcast. Uh, oh, looks like I'm going to have to start tweeting again. Yes, you fucking are. <laughs> and that would be at Weeaboo Hell. Take care. Take care. Don't die. Avoid dying. All jokes aside, I really... Stay safe, wash your hands, stay inside, fuck your boss.
did to my hand. Like, this is what a chronic masturbator feels like. Someone who does not own the efficient glow of a tenga. I don't own a tenga. Let me just what is a tenga? A tenga is. Oh, is this this some aloe shit? Is this some aloe shit? This is like this mechanized like masturbatory aid a guy guys (laughs) use. What? Dude, it's, where do you need an aid besides, like, I guess Vaseline if you're cut? Vaseline if you're cut, or I don't know, maybe arthritis is a thing? I think arthritis has to be the differentiator in the male sex toy market. When Listen, if you have uh, arthritis, are you even masturbating anymore? I mean, like, I guess maybe you are, or... I mean, arthritis will not decrease your desire to crank one out. It will simply increase the difficulty of the process. This is trying to move the overton window back into a sane space for these men. God, that 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 does sound kind of shitty. Like Yeah, it would suck and I don't know, I think we should be relative I think we could be more generous to the dude sex toy concept that it's one of the only things I think could be a legitimate fucking double standard that if you are a uh female American, you can indulge in the fucking pulverizer 3000 fucking <laughs> orbital satellite rod launcher. <laughs> fucking plug in coordinates. It just shoots one down. <laughs> Wherever no, no, you are, yeah. as long as you sit spread eagled on your fucking resting on your fucking shoulder blades. These are the pictures I paint. I'm an artist. Yeah. But no, like one who possesses, you know, a ponos. There's like, yeah, I don't know. There, there's something of, like, the fleshlight stigma, I feel like. Yeah, the fleshlight stigma, which I think also just extends to maybe ends up limiting the, the quality of the range of options you end up pursuing. Anyway, our point is that we're sponsored by Tenga now. Are we? Okay. Yeah, yeah, pick one up at your local store. Um, you can get one for just... I'm going to Google this shit. Hold on. Tenga, I have some news. You're sponsoring us now. Yeah, you're spon- I-, I hope you like being a- being associated with High School of the Dead, because that's where this episode's going. <laughs> oh, man, is it going? 